When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the horn now we like to call it a hump day edition of ball don't lie and it's the full monty that's right and we got the full crew for you uh, and we got a lot to get into nba playoff review we'll talk about the uh, 76ers and the nuggets making it 3-2 in their series preview the games tonight the uh the uh, Lakers and the Warriors will get to that matchup and break that down as well. Also, we'll talk about the Bob Huggins decision and get to uh, the political incorrectness going on as of late. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, we'll get into Sark Audio. Stakes my man Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7. We got audio from Sark of his uh, Texas tour. I believe he was in San Antonio making the rounds. He's also going to be in D-Town. So we got some audio from Sark and also from Coach Rodney Terry from Texas Basketball. So we'll go deep behind the burnt orange curtain at the top of the four o'clock and talk some Texas basketball and some Texas football. In the meantime, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm just glad last night we got a chance to get the game in. The weather stayed off right oh, to the right. very end. They did a great job my man craig way had some great outstanding sound last night Mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun texas got the victory but like everybody else i'm still trying to figure out what is going on with this uh golden state warriors team we talked about jordan pool the other day i know we got some some sound about jordan pool that was very interesting and lebron james man 
LeBron James, what exactly will his monument be, right? Yeah. Like, what would it say on it if he can figure this whole thing out? But let's talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro, as always. That's not a waste any time. Introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but uh, we're pretty sure that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on? Patrick. Doing good, doing good. Uh, also, Harge, once again, diving deep into his uh, deep contact list because he knows every damn body. <laughs> talked about this. Uh, he's going to have a very special guest coming up for Harge Knock Life. That's right. We got our man Mark Henry talking mm-hmm. about a vent that he has coming up. And, of course, AEW. Make sure you go over That's to right. hornfm.com. Get your chance to win some AEW uh, tickets because they're coming to the Moody Center. Yeah, uh, oh, man. That's have right. they been to the mood yet? I know they have not been to the mood yeah, yet. Man. I don't okay. think anybody has Has there been a wrestling, wrestling event in the There mood has yet? been wrestling at the mood. There's been wrestling before. at the mood yes. already? There was. Okay. There was. There was a SmackDown there. Had SmackDown. Uh, which, SmackDown <laughs> already put the SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. They probably sprinted which, to that place. I, I had forgotten was there before and then got a text from somebody that was like, you were there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. You did go. I do remember, I do this, remember this. That's right. I do remember So you had a good time then. <laughs> I know. I, it was literally just my memories that bad. If you don't remember going someplace, you had a and great then, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And people had to tell you was there and everything was safe and nobody got hurt, you had a good time. I, I hate to tell you, man, I could not afford to have a great time at the, at the Moody. That's that very is, true. That is an expensive place to have a great time at for that someone is, no. with my level of drinking expertise. Yeah. No, you're right about that. And you'd I went like, straight from here to there, so there was no drinking time in between. You'd be like so, yeah. Lamar Odom blacking out at the chicken, the bunny <laughs> Ranch or yep. whatever it was. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That could be dangerous blacking out the mood, man. You don't, don't want to do that. Don't want to black out anywhere, by the way. Just be, don't do uh, that. Drink responsibly. That's what you want to do. Unless you're on vacation. Unless you're on vacation. <laughs> hey, you can drink irresponsibly. Just prepare to Perfect. be irresponsible. Exactly. All right, get a ride share, designated driver, all that kind of stuff. So, hey, just make sure you're an adult about things. Yes, uh, all right, you can also uh, hit us up on the Specs text line. It's the best way to keep in touch. You're the pulse of this show. 512-337-3776. You got some questions. You want us to ask Mark Henry, something like that. Uh, because uh, Mark Henry is coming up at 4.30 for Harsh Knock Life. We're, li- we're looking forward to that segment. We got uh, Sark Audio, so shout out to my man Jeff Howe Horns, 24-7, working hard. And we got some Sark Audio and the Coach Terry Audio. We're going to get to you at uh, 4.05, top of the 4 o'clock. Uh, we got an NBA discussion to get to. First, before we get to the NBA here, Harge, um, you were telling me about your daughter. Yes. Uh, I hope you don't mind me just bringing this up. I'm just curious. No, you're fine. I don't have kids. So I'm very curious about people with kids. Still, family is in my future somewhere. Um, Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yes. And you told me your daughter has lost a tooth. Lost a few teeth. A few teeth recently. How many teeth are we talking and what time span? Three in the last month. Okay. Yeah. Possibly four. I mean, there's one that that, that may be coming out here any day now. Oh, you're talking talking about three to four in a month period. Okay. And what's the going price for a tooth these days? And are different teeth in... 
are different teeth worth more? No, they all money? the same. They all, run the same. All my flat rate. Flat rate. Flat rate for all teeth. Flat rate for more all teeth. Yep. K9 don't yeah. matter. Front don't matter. Tooth fairy does not discriminate. Tooth, yeah. Tooth, she, she, she just want them damn. Hey, hold on, by the way, is it a he or a she? Tooth fairy, is it now none? We just buy, buy near, what we're doing here with the tooth fairy. I'm glad that is you it asked a he, me that. She, I'm glad the, that you, I'm glad that you asked me that. It's him, in the rock. Them they. Yeah, yeah. Him, him her. What the, basically, I made the comment. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm about to tell you. Please. So basically, Educate I made me. the comment the other day about the tooth fairy, and it was a just a random conversation. And she goes, "Dad, you know, it's a girl." Oh, like, so, okay. And I was tooth like, "There's a girl there, princess." Okay, okay I got right, you. I right. got you. So, from some of her movies fairy, that okay. she's seen. Okay, so because the like, rock, wasn't the rock in the movie where yeah, he, he was, 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 he was he did, a yeah. he humongous to, tooth fairy. He did have to wear like a tutu or something with it, though. He was wearing <laughs> okay. feminine but, clothing. He was okay. wearing a tight. He was wearing tights, unitard so, tights, breaking through the yeah. gender norms, though. Exactly. Of course. All right, there you go. All right, so we got. So my daughter recognizes the tooth fairy. For her, it's. The uh, female. She, okay. Exactly. No doubt. Okay. And for everybody, you know, do you do your I mean, thing? That's, that's yeah. what the tooth fairy is all about. Yep. Okay. So, what's the flat rate of a of a tooth? From what the tooth fairy, what I've seen my daughter receive from the tooth fairy, okay. has been a five dollar rate for one tooth. For one tooth, <laughs> five dollars. Like, like I told you during the break, this tooth fairy. It what? don't jingle. Whoa. It folds. Wow. Okay. Well, you okay? You got you got a lot of kids. I got a, Not a lot of kids. Damn. You know, it's like you kind of call me Robert <laughs> De Niro. Right. You calling me Robert? Compared to me, compared to me. I told sorry. you I couldn't do twenty three and me. I got zero. So <laughs> yeah, three I mean, to me is a lot. Sorry. On the show, you have by far the most kids. <laughs> compared to me, and very fair. Zero. I'm so curious. Compared to us, we have zero. You got a lot of kids. Boy, but you got a lot of kids. <laughs> Craig Way got a lot of kids. All yeah, right. yeah. Craig okay. Way got a lot of kids. Okay. All right. Oh, it's I, a blessing, though. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let's blessing. put it this way. I don't know about that, but I know if I got three dogs in my house, that is a lot of dogs. There's a lot yeah. of dogs. I got two dogs. And I, I got possible. three of them. Oh, you got, there three you, go. dogs. you got three dogs? No, I got three you kids. <laughs> and I got a dog. Oh, that's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Four total. Yeah, I got four total. <laughs> okay. And sometimes my wife will tell you, she got a bunch of kids she because of, I'm one of them. like that. Because I'm one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 well done there give, to give uh, wifey some props. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, okay, so going back to your first child, yep. right? Going back to your Mike, mm-hmm. all right? What was the flat rate of a tooth then from the tooth fairy? Let's talk about inflation here for a second. No, you definitely got inflation. What was, did he get a, did it fold? Mike, no, Mike got jingles. Oh, man. Well, the fairy was going through hard times wow. back then. What was a, what was a tooth? Did you get, what, what, what did the tooth fairy he get was, back then? I think he got 50 cent on his. I think he got fifty cent on here. You talking about fifty cent to five dollars? Hey, remember my Whoa. signing bonus. My my signing bonus was different than what it would be today. <laughs> Just like yours would be different compared to what it was back man. then. Inflation has changed. Whoa, man. that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. You think the kids talk about what they tooth fairy gives them oh, at the school? If it was five dollars, I'd be telling everybody. <laughs> oh, she walks around the house and telling her brother all the time. Wow. Oh, you lost all you. You lost your teeth too early. Oh, what the middle child get for this? I think he yep. got. I think he got two dollars. Okay, so you you, you kept just kept yeah, up with yeah, the rate of inflation yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh man, you better not have any more kids. You're gonna go you broke. Better not. But one time, <laughs> I don't. Ooh. One time there was a, a mistake that was made by the tooth fairy, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it doubled up. Oh, oh, it du- oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, it doubled redundancies. up redundancies. Yeah, and it was Red- like. <laughs> 
Like, well, hold up, miscommunication. Miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to be transparent wow. with your communications. Man. Yeah. And then y'all had to bump that back. Yeah, like, it was like that's a mistake. That was for the one that comes out next time. <laughs> She gave you an advance yeah, on your team. Yeah, because oh, they both look a little loose. So we go like, you know what? I'll still save me a trip. Yeah, let me go I, ahead and knock I'm this give one it out. out. You got one Because there's a lot of kids in our too. neighborhood that are probably going through the same thing. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Good stuff. That is. I'm just curious, man. Because one day I'm, I'm like, $5? Not yeah. a flat? That's the, oh, man. All right. Keep, You're going to have to pay attention to it all the time. I know. Yeah. Spec sex line. I need to know. What's, what's y'all's, y'all's household? What the Tooth Fairy doing for y'all and y'all's yep. household? I need yep. to know. All right. Yeah. Because it varies. People, people listen right now like, oh, no, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want my kids trying to think that they supposed to get fired. Hey, kids, listen to this. Hey, my 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 tooth fairy did not do that. And right. when our tooth fairy uh, has to, rep, you know, come to our household, yeah. she won't probably be given $5. <laughs> our uh, tooth, my tooth fairy, when I was growing up, was bringing me a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Some floss. Hey, you need the floss. <laughs> That's what you get. You need to keep it up. When you get some nice, pretty teeth, <laughs> yes. I will come back I will to be service back for that. you. No, yeah, that is fantastic. Exactly. Okay. All right. Thanks for thanks for the wisdom. I need it. All right. Let's talk about the playoffs, gentlemen. NBA playoff review here. Let's start with the Nuggets, man. I mean, the Nuggets, they really what they've done so far in the playoffs going up against the Suns because – the Suns at one point when KD and with, with KD and Devin Booker when they're playing at a elite level, mm-hmm. um, they are probably the most unstoppable duo in the playoffs right now. They scored eighty six and seventy two points combined in the wins that the Suns had in this series. But the reason they're down three two is because uh, KD and Devin Booker only had fifty four points combined. No doubt. In Game Five, gentlemen, and that won't get it done. Uh, Devin Booker had his most inefficient uh, game of the postseason, lowest field goal percentage, forty-two percent field goal percentage, twenty-eight points, but he was eight of nineteen. And Jokic just took over the game in the third quarter. He had twenty-nine, thirteen, and twelve, so triple double machine. Um, and you know what? There, sidebar, real quick. Yeah. The Nuggets are missing out because now Jokic has, I think, 10 playoff triple-doubles, 10 career playoff triple-doubles, um, and Magic Johnson has 30. But Jokic is still in his prime, so, hell, man, Jokic could do a lot more damage. Than he, passed, he, he passed Wilt Chamberlain. He passed Wilt. There you yeah, go. He's yeah. actually, so he's at, For he's the got, center position. Yes yes, yes, yes. Thank you. He's got more uh, career triple-doubles in the playoffs than any center in NBA history. Um, I do think that they should pay – Shaggy, the Denver Nuggets, to make a little jingle for Jokic. What would it and say? Mr. Triple Double. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Mr. Triple Double. Mm. Mm. No, I think I like it. Mr. Boombastic. Like just it. easily do he would do it because stars they'll do it. Fading stars will do anything these days. And every time he does it, they, they should, do it like tag team. And every time he gets it, they can play it. In yeah. the arena, yeah, and they can be one of their little songs, and everybody I like knows that. it. Everybody knows that song. That's like a I like that, it. that song. If you go karaoke, Mr. that's Triple one of the songs. That, yeah, that, mm. Mr. Boom Boss. Yeah, and, I like it. And boom, and it fits him too. I like it. Doesn't it fit? It fit Yogi. I bet Yogi probably likes the song. Somebody should ask him. I I'm think telling you, it would he work. Probably will. Easy money. Shaggy would do it for what? Oh no, I don't know. Probably a couple. 50, 50 all, he wants is, all he wants is the residuals. And you know what? There you go. That's all you got to do. Give me the royalties. Give me the royalties. That's what you yeah. do. I'm just saying. Because he owns there. it anyway. Because he's right now Mr. Triple Double. Well, the, the funny part about it is, and I'm glad that you brought that up, because 
when I was watching the game last night and watching the way that Devin Booker was playing, he looked like he was playing angry basketball. And the way that he was going about everything, and you got to remember this too, and I know a lot of people don't like to believe in this, but if you've ever been to Colorado, which I know most people have, and you've gone out there and you've kind of hung out and you drink a certain amount, mm. it affects you differently than what it would when yes. you're at in Austin, Texas. We'll just use Austin compared no to where you would be there. So for me, when you go there and you think – you have that same lift or you have that same energy, I think you get drained a little bit quicker than what you're used to. And if you watch some of the shots that they were taking, there was a bunch of shots that they were taking. They were coming up just a little bit short. They were putting up numbers, Hmm. but they were taking more volume shots, and they weren't getting those true looks that they were having when they were in Phoenix. And the aggressiveness kind of faded, even with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, at one point, he was being Mr. Aggressive and he was trying to get to the basket, but he wasn't making those shots. He was missing free throws, which is very rare for yeah, KD. Agreed. There were certain things that you're looking at them and saying, man, y'all, y'all could try to steal it if you're in Denver, but the game that's going to be the most important one is when they go back to Phoenix. If they can't win in Phoenix, obviously the series is over, but that'll tell you every single thing that you need to know because when you go there – and if you're not prepared and you don't play at a good pace, you get worn down quicker That's a than what point. you were going to do somewhere else. Totally agree. I played ball up there. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's like a different beast. Ryan Clark <laughs> couldn't travel one yeah. time because of his sickness. He had, what, a sickle cell or something like that mm. where he couldn't. They kept telling him, no, man, you can't go play in Denver. Yeah. Because the your altitude. respiratory yeah. is going to be all messed yeah. up. Uh, no, that's a, that's a good point. It, well, it, either it looks like that is an advantage to that point. I believe all the Nuggets wins in the playoffs are at home. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, and just the same thing with with. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, with Denver, Denver be, has won every game at home. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the Nuggets, Nuggets right? up yeah. there, the first game they right? won. The Nuggets, Nuggets were at home. Nuggets, Second game they win. won. Suns were on the road. Have they won a Suns road game? No, nobody had. So that, that's a, that's home field I'm talking, I'm talking even in the playoffs, though, going all oh, the way back. Oh, good point. I'm not sure I want to say they, it, it, that's been the case in the playoffs, even in the first round for them, too. That, I mean, they won the first series 4-1, to one, so they had to win Oh, yeah, game. so they had to win one on the road. Oh, uh, okay, so they won one on the road there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, man, that's um, it's just unbelievable. But they, you're right, that's a, that's a clear advantage. Yeah. But what Jokic has done is just, I'm, it's mind-blowing how consistently great he is. Uh, and like I said, a 17-point third quarter really kind of blew the doors off the game. That's when he decided to put his foot on the throat of the Suns. And, you know, other than, I mean, Devin Booker, like I said, he's he really is, I think, doing as much as he can. I, I'm not saying he's worn out now, but there's no doubt, like you said, Harch, he's working real hard for everything. Yeah. And that made him a lot more, a lot less efficient from right. the field. And I think ultimately, I, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, I think that Denver will close the door on this thing. I, I don't think, think so, too. I think they'll close the door on it in six. But if they let it get to seven, anything could happen. But Denver's just a better team yeah. than the Suns. It, sh- it sure looks that power, way. It sure better, looks that way. They're just a better team. Well, I mean, the Nuggets can go out there and play where Jokic has a great game, Jamal Murray <laughs> has a good game, and the rest of the team kind of contributes. But the Phoenix Suns need so much out of Booker and Durant. Because this bench just is super inconsistent, and every once in a while we get a little bit of help. But they need so much from those star players. It's just hard to go, we expect you to have 40-point games every single night. 
Mm. Like, we need you to have 40-point games to compete. That's that's a lot to ask for two guys on a team. Yeah. I like it. It, it is. The night in, night out. I mean, it's fun to watch, uh, but it's not a very effective way to win. No, it's not. <laughs> so they, they need another piece. It looked like, and maybe it's because CP3 went down and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, it's a big part I of mean, it, too. DeAndre well, I think, Ayton, I'm confused about who he is, man. There is, I will say, I think you have, you're onto something with the Denver and the elevation of with CP3. I think CP3 fits in better in that because it's a little bit a slower. slower pace, yeah. But when Cameron Payne came in in game five, they are game, game four, there was basically they could run the ball a lot more, and it had impact on Denver because they just, like, Jokic doesn't want to run the floor. Uh, Jamal Murray doesn't necessarily want to run the floor. So it made it to where they get some more open shots because the defense wasn't getting back and getting set, which led to Booker or Durant being able to get some more shots or Shamit or whoever mm-hmm. was get open shots. And I don't, I, I don't think they just ran very well in game five. I just don't think they ran as well as they did. And, and so that's partly Denver making a uh, change. And right. it's also partly that maybe they're getting winded. No, that's a good point. Uh, this stat here, Denver had a playoff high 31 points on fast breaks in that game. Um, to Phoenix is 25. By the way, that's the third time all season, all year long, that Denver had 30-plus fast-break points. So they don't get out and run like that very often. Yeah. To your point, Patrick, they, they they made an adjustment, and they got out, and they got a ton of uh, fast-break points in this game too. Yeah, so. and, and when you watch this team, and you, you brought it up too, Jamal Murray was a man possessed. We talk about Jokic, but – Jamal Murray came out as a man possessed as well, and he was being so aggressive that at one point he got teed up because him and Shamit were going at each other so hard that it you didn't know which way it was going to go. But when you come out there and you bring that intensity and you're tired of being bullied, so to speak, because what, what exactly happened in Phoenix was they were attacked. Attack, attack, and yep. nobody paid the price. Hmm. Nobody paid the price. Somebody's got to get touched every once in a while. And that's what Jamal Murray was looking at. He was like, no, nah, this ain't happening again. Yeah, I'm going to send a message. I'm going to send a message, <laughs> and I'm going to let everybody know that I am that guy. Even at one point, I don't know if y'all realize how big Jamal Murray's hands are. He grabbed the ball and acted like he was about to throw it and let it go and grabbed it back. From the guy, like he was about to hit him with the ball. It's a dangerous gra- game. Yeah, and he grabbed it. He was yeah. on. He was on that. He trusted himself. That's what I'm saying. That's a he believed in himself. <laughs> he, he believed in a little himself. Sweaty, a little sweaty. Yeah, anyway. I was like, Ugh. man, this dude is about that okay. life. So yeah. just pay attention to how him and Shaman mm. have been going at each other this entire time. Because don't forget, Shaman was the reason why they won the other game. Why Phoenix won? Because he was knocking down shots in the corner. He was mm-hmm. hitting all the open threes. They were looking for him. And he was talking that trash, too. And Jamal Murray, I took that personal. Oh, there he did. I took that personal. That's, uh, that's wild. I yeah. missed that moment there. Oh, man. That could have got – yeah, I mean, but this, this, these playoffs have been crazy. Yeah, I mean, they have in, uh, in this series alone, we've had a, an owner get elbowed. Right. I mean, that's how, that's how entertaining the NBA playoffs have been. I mean, it, even with, you know – Aside from some of the games have been blowouts and out of hand and lopsided, but you still get the great drama. Yes. I mean, so you had an owner get elbowed, and we just kind of kept it moving. And yeah, right? he got, he got it, the fine. He got fine, fine, 25000 It wasn't a huge But the owner wrote the story and said, I don't think he should be suspended. I hope that he doesn't get suspended. It's it was, the, to me, it's kind of the NBA culture, though. Like, you right. can't even take a lot of that stuff too seriously. on the sideline. It was good. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, don't play for Enzo. Hey, that's part of the NBA hey. culture, though. You should be out of the game. You got to sell it. You were doing it. If you were a fan, you'd been thrown out of that game. But then Yoki did it to KD. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, yeah, flop. Flop. Was that was a flop too. That was a flop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love you, it. Jokic is a big man. <laughs> yeah, you ain't <laughs> especially you just can't be pushing him oh, out man. the way that's, too. That's an art form now in the NBA. The, 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 we do your hands go up like that. Yeah. Like, that's not a. <laughs> Well, Joker, too, he went over yesterday before the game, pregame. The owner was sitting uh, on the sideline. He yeah. walked over and gave him the ball. Yeah. He was like, hey, man, what's up? They hugged it out. Yeah. So it was, it was that's, cool, that, That's man. what I'm saying. That's why I love I'm saying the NBA is, I think that's kind of the culture. There's a, there's a very uh, a WWE culture yes. to the NBA as well. Yes. We're like, we can do all that stuff cause for the entertainment value. And, of course, we're, we're like hyped up during the game. And then after that, no, it's all good, man. We just keep it moving. Like, keep don't moving. take that stuff too seriously. Right. Yeah, I, and I, I think, like, the Dylan, the Dylan Brooks thing, like, yes. Dylan Brooks took it too seriously. He, he, he should have kept it moving and made fun of himself yeah. and then didn't he make it a big deal. He became his character. He, he did. He yeah. became his yeah. character. I also think that I bet, uh, I bet Jokic's agent was like, hey, man. Let's not make the million the billionaires mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go, over, go over and say, hey, that guy's got a lot of money, and he may uh, want to give it to you someday. Very true. Very true. It's, not, it's not a lot of those guys. <laughs> so that's a great point. That, true that. True that. Uh, okay, the other uh, matchup, gentlemen, the uh, the 76ers with a, a big win, 115-103 over the Celtics. Yep. Uh, they now have a 3-2 series lead as well, and – Man, the 76ers, uh, Joel Embiid, uh, I mean, he had 21 points in the first half. The 76ers starter scored 52 of their fir- 58 first-half points. And, guys, man, I-, I miss the old James Harden. And you get vintage James Harden in this series. We've seen him like two or three times. Old-school yep. vintage James Harden. He had 17 points and 10 assists. And like I said, it's like old Kanye, man. I miss old, I miss old Kanye and I miss old James Harden. You miss the college dropout? I miss old yeah. Kanye. I know we don't talk about him anymore. We don't want to, we don't, nobody likes new Kanye. Old right. Kanye was cool. He was, uh, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the 76ers with a big win. Tyrese Maxey, too, uh, had a great game. Um, 11 points in the first quarter, 30 points uh, in the in the game total. Uh, and Joel Embiid ended up with 33 points, 21 of those in the first half. Uh, they just really took over the game. And James Harden, they, right now James Harden's playing his best basketball of the season right now. I, I would it, agree it's, with it, you. It's sporadic. Now, yeah. it's, not, it's not consistent. It's not every game. But – the, when he does, he's hitting his ceiling higher more than he's hit his ceiling all season long in these playoffs. We've seen it what three times in this series. Yeah. Well, the thing that I loved about what James Harden has been able to do is he's understood that my opportunities to win a championship rest with Joel Embiid, and I don't have to be that guy. We have other guys that are here that are playing at a very high level where I don't have to be the guy to take that many shots every single game. That's the part that I'm liking, what I'm seeing from him. He's distributing. Think about the efficiency that he had yesterday. Mm -hmm. He was four of eight from the field. He shot 50%. Think about that. He normally would have 35 shots. He's a volume guy. Right. He normally would get out there. And the best part of it, going back to your point about the old James Harden, he was eight of 10 from the free throw line. He got to the free throw line. That's the beautiful part of James Harden's game because everybody kept saying it. Hey, he doesn't do this, or he can't do this. Oh, he draws these weak fouls because of the way he goes to the lane. But that's how he was getting the majority of his points. But not only is he getting to the free throw down, free throw line, he's knocking them down. Mm. He's that guy. And then you bring along a guy like Tyrese Maxey, who athletically he's one of the best, man. I mean, you watch him play and how fast he likes to play. When he gets that going – it's a different pace of the game. And James lets him go. Where before, mm-hmm. when he was, quote-unquote, the man, 
it was everything went through James Harden. Now it's going through him in a different way because he does have the MVP on his team. By the way, he bought him a Rolex, got his first Rolex, and James yeah. Harden brought it for him, put MVP on it. I thought that was pretty dope. That is cool. And then you got an attitude adjuster in P.J. Tucker on that team. So you you got a great balance, and I believe that James Harden is looking at this and saying, this might be my best chance. And the fact that you're beating the team that had the best record in the league in the uh, uh, Celtics. Well, I think there was them and, and Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there and you're looking at this team, and we're going back to it. You got the best coach now from Boston in Houston. That is the biggest difference in this team, and he would have had these guys locked in. There's a big difference in the coaching strategy. Does, yeah. does Doc Rivers get some help? Does Doc Rivers <laughs> get a chance now? No, I mean, yeah, Boston has to play better defense. And, I mean, you know what James Harden's going to do. Uh, like, that's effective James Harden. It is the James Harden I cannot stand to watch mm. because it is the most boring, worst basketball you will ever watch in your life is when James Harden makes four shots and scores 20-plus points. Yes. That is the worst James Harden you will ever watch in your life. Because it's just basically him being like, oh, no, I know how to do it. Like, I'm really good at faking and then turning my, and running into a guy. Mm-hmm. That's but right. if, you're, if you're Boston, you have the scouting report. It's about 10 years old now. <laughs> so you should look it over and stop jumping on everything, stop going after him like that. Yep, it, yep. And so it, it Boston, just, you have to play better defense. This team shot 50%. The Philadelphia shot 50%. You can't allow teams to shoot 50% in the playoffs. That's that's just that's lack of effort. Yeah, if you're allowing a team to shoot that good in the playoffs and get to the free throw line, they're just getting what they want out there. It's very hard to win when you let a team do that. And we all know the Doc Rivers stat about uh, chances to close out an opponent, series clinching uh, wins. Doc Rivers team six and fourteen in the last twenty chances to close out an opponent in a playoff series. Hey. He writes the ship tonight. <laughs> gets it done tomorrow. He tomorrow? gets it done. He gets, gets it done. It done. No, I, I, think, I don't I think. think I, I don't. I don't think Boston is engaged enough to be able to finish to to fight back. Hmm. You know, at this point, you're sitting there as like, oh, you know, and you're in our mind, we're competitive enough that we're gonna say we're gonna be the ones to break this streak. We're gonna come from three. We're gonna come back and win three in a row. I don't think they have that mentality because what have we heard all year about this team? We don't know who's the guy, who's their closer. James Tatum thinks that he's their guy. Brown thinks that he's their guy. Marcus Smart believes that he's their guy. And nobody understands what their roles are because they've had success. We've seen it. Oh yeah. But at these times, I've always talked about this. Don't let your ego get in the way of your success at this point. It doesn't matter who gets the MVP. It doesn't matter who's the leading scorer every single game. The best part about it is to have variants of like leading scorers. Like right the Lakers right now. Yeah, everybody's random getting guys some. coming up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, but I right totally now, they're not, they're not playing as a team like that. Uh, Celtics were down 3-2 to the Bucks uh, a year ago, right? Ended up coming back within 6-7. and seven, Winning two. game 6-7, and seven, so... Not three one. Three two, I know. <laughs> they gotta get to game two though. Yeah. They uh, gotta get that they gotta get that second victory. Yeah. I just don't think that they have it, especially when Jason Tatum is not being aggressive, Jason Tatum. Mm. That's a problem. It looked like he was passive. He didn't look like he wanted to be out there. And then all of a sudden it gets late in the game and then he tries to turn it on. And it's like, bro, as the leader of this team, you need to set the tone ASAP. 
It's crazy that they look so. They seem so uninspired in the playoffs. It's amazing. And so I, I, we got booed before. Pat, we'll be all right. They got booed yesterday, and they, we got booed before. We'll be all right. We'll, I'm like, what are you saying? Now I'm with, and we've seen collapses by this yes. team in the playoffs, like games yes. where it's almost stupefying how they lose games. Mm-hmm. That are, even in that Atlanta Hawks series, we saw that too, um, and in their most their last series. So it's it's weird with this team. They like I said, they maybe it's a leadership thing, but. Uh, the coaching is gonna ultimately, I believe, take the blame for. Yeah, no this. doubt. I doubt you know, no doubt. And so let me ask you this. Let me ask both of you guys this. As you look at this team as it's presently constructed, who leaves this team? Who leads them? Leaves. Leaves after this season because they're not staying the same. Head coach Marcus Smart. It'll be Marcus Smart. <laughs> you think it's Marcus Smart? Yeah. I think it'll be Jalen Brown. I think that they Jalen Brown they want to keep though, and I don't think they want to keep Marcus Smart because they understand they have Malcolm Brogdon, they understand they have Derek White, and those guys are younger. Derek White just made all second team defense. Yeah, uh, and that's basically all right. If we have to get rid of somebody, that it's a guy we can replace. We think you're kind of on the downside. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> See, look, they're they're talking about it right now on the Four Letter Network. Yes. The impact contract options. Of, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, something's got to change because uh, that's unacceptable. It's almost like the Bucks too. Yeah, the Bucks exactly. made a drastic change because they figured, no, this is unacceptable for us to lose. And they in the just first got round. that coach, though. And they just got that coach. And Boston just got that coach, too. And I'm that's you. what I'm saying. Boston just got that coach. The NBA don't give a damn about that. Nope. You, you were an assistant with us before, too. You've been hired yeah. here long enough. Yeah, you've been yeah, here for yeah, a while. Yeah, Patrick, no, NBA don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> NBA don't care about your coach of the year award. <laughs> the they don't care about is, your championship you won two years ago. The problem yeah, is, what have you true. done for me lately? The problem yeah. is, who is available, and yeah. are you able to get someone who's better than what you already have? That's, that's where it becomes a problem. Because yeah. that's kind of what happened with Eme, is they were too late on it. That they got a guy. They didn't. There wasn't like, oh, you can go get another big name coach. Yeah, that's a great point too. Uh, all right, uh, we'll get to uh, NBA preview of the Lakers Warriors matchup coming up in the top of the five o'clock. All right, let's switch gears, gentlemen. Let's get to this Bob Huggins story. Uh, there is an update on what the uh, penalty will be for Bob Huggins, and uh, a lot of people upset about this. Uh, we'll talk about it on the other side, uh, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred four Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick takes jams from a soundtrack, plays those songs for us, and based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. All right, Harge. I like the song. You got some? I have nothing yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the. Uh, oh wait, I need to close this off, right? Hard is good at this kind of stuff. Yeah, I got. Hard pays attention to the kind of pop culture, yeah. like move, like uh, anniversaries and stuff that are happening. So Hard does a good job. What I need stuff. to know is the name of this song. I know the song, but I don't know the name. Something song is called "Spirit in the Sky." Yeah, something. Okay. I knew it was By something Norman Greenbaum. Okay, I've heard this. One song hit wonder. Before. Well, you know, with a name like Norman Greenbaum, is that it? Nah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> I was wondering, is that his actual, did he have like a persona, like an alter ego, some other name, or is that his actual no. as far as I know, that's, Christian name on his birth certificate? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, probably should have came up with another name. He's very talented, though. I like this. This song mm-hmm. is, he made an iconic song that yeah. transcended forever. Everybody pretty much knows yeah. this yeah. song. 
All right, there you go. All right, let's um, let's get into this discussion, gentlemen. Uh, we'll get back to the Specs text line because I want to get to some of those uh, takes about the uh, the tooth fairy in your household. Oh yeah, there there's some great ones. That I know are there's on some there really too. good ones. There so are I, I want to get to them, but we just silenced it for a while just so we can get to uh, midweek movie music. Okay, so gentlemen, by now you've heard the sound of the head coach for West Virginia basketball men's basketball, Bob Huggins. Um, he was on a radio show and um, did a radio interview and uh, used what is um, a considered a slur mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, the gay community, LGBT community. And um, be, he, the, he used it twice, by the way, too, because I heard it, too, and we didn't play it because by now I figure you've heard it mm-hmm. already. And it was over the weekend and we weren't on there on Monday. So it, by now... I figured, what's the point in playing it at this point when I think everybody's already heard it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not, not going to replay it for you. But um, it was an anti-gay slur that he used on in a radio interview. And as a result, um, he had the consequences for him. As a result, West Virginia has made the decision to suspend him and uh, amend his contract status. Uh, sources say West Virginia and Bob Huggins are finalizing details for him to return to the sideline next season in the wake of him using the anti-gay slur in a radio interview. Uh, Pete Thamel wrote that he's expected to receive a suspension and a $1 million salary reduction and sensitivity training. Uh, Thamel later revealed all parties agreed to the stipulations. Uh, that includes a three-game suspension in addition to the fine and details of his sensitivity training. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> Three games, we believe that to be enough for publicly dropping the uh, an anti-gay slur twice. Um, he was uh, referring to Xavier fans because of an incident where it is alleged that they threw dildos on to the court or had around the court or something like that. That's, yeah. That was the premise of the story. Either way. So there you go. for me, and I'm not one of these get everybody fired situation type of people. But you say it once, you said it twice, and you know that you're on live radio. You wasn't on the phone with one of your homies. Wasn't nobody trying to trap you with a conversation. You were speaking to a live audience because you knew that they were calling you. And for you to go to that point Mm. is something that, I'm shocked. I am truly shocked that he's still employed. And the fact that they're talking about, uh, we're just going to reduce his salary by a million dollars. That is significant. It is very significant. I, I, think, the, I think the financial uh, the financial penalty to me, it, it, to me, it, it's 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 appropriate. What they should have done though is suspend them for a long, way longer period of yeah, time. That three games, three is, games, three is, games is, a, is nothing, a, especially at the beginning joke. of the season. But at the end, we look at like dollars Texas, to, to to him. Well, I don't know what he's making. What is not, he, what I is mean, he making? Huggy Bear has been a, been in a million dollar club for a real long time. So with his endorsements and everything else. So my other part is, I don't know what his endorsements are at this point. Mm. Are they still on board with him? Does he lose that too? So, yes, financially, that's a gut punch. That's why the suspension should have been longer because you'll lose that stuff. And as a a result of being suspended longer, you'll have advertisers and endorsements go, man, we're pulling out because we have you endorse it, not even on the sideline, that kind of stuff. Right. Right. So, second gear. Yeah. I, Patrick, you why? What are your thoughts about the three games? What, what it's it's what silliness because been? normally three games, especially at the beginning of the season, are against nobodies. He will be at every single practice. He will be at every single event. He'll he will literally be, be in the locker room while they do those games. Probably. 
sitting on a stool watching them, and then talk to them after the game. That is normally how these suspensions work. They are completely for show. They mean nothing, and uh, th- that's why it's annoying is because you're doing something that's for show. If you're going to do something, do some. If you're not, don't. Be Stand on your morals and say, we don't think that that's a bad – we think you should be able to say whatever you want. Don't do that, West Virginia. If you want to be that team, then do that. But if you, you don't sit on the side and go, we're going to suspend it for three games, go, are you? Is he going to be a practice? All right, he shouldn't be. He should not be a practice till week four or till till week two, and he doesn't get to do any offseason workouts. Oh, you're not going to do that, are you? No, then you it, you're not doing anything. Bob Huggins' salary is four point two million dollars, so he's going to make three point two million dollars. So a quarter of his salary. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm not gonna I'm not going to you know disrespect like because I think a million dollars is still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Take a million dollars from somebody, I think it's a lot of money. I think you should have also suspended him for a longer period of time. And I think that would have been more of a statement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. they definitely – Oh, and his contract now is year to year. Well, Bob Huggins is old. He's Isn't well, he, a, isn't he his, a Hall of Famer his, too? His contract's year to year like in college sports that yeah, like, yeah, not everyone's yeah, scholarship year is year, year to year. <laughs> no, so let me ask you this. Isn't he a Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken? Isn't he already in the Hall of Fame? I don't know off the top of my head. I think he – I'm going to check right now. I mm. could believe it though. Yeah. And listen, I, I said the million dollars to me, uh, for me that's appropriate, but I would have suspended him for a longer period of time. I probably would have went somewhere – man, I probably would have went pro- close to half the season. I'd have yeah. been pretty. I, I, I'd have made a statement with the suspension. Yeah, he's class of yeah. twenty two. I mean, he, he, he just went into the Hall of Fame. Did he? So if you're not going to fire him, um, I would have, you know, kind of laid the hammer down on the suspension. And you, since you're year to year, I mean, I guess you could have went for a whole season if you wanted to, but you made him year to year. I think that was their point to try to say yeah. that yeah. we're going to make him year to year. Essentially, he's on probation for us. Yeah, you know, I mean, in, good, in, in all reality, back. when it comes down to a sports setting, you can't suspend him for half a year because if you suspend him for half a year, half your team's going to transfer out because they're only thinking year to year now. In college sports, people don't think multiple years playing for one team. You're, you're basically forfeiting a season because you can't hire another coach for half a season. So I think if you if you spend him for half a season, you're you have to fire him. There is no. That's what I'm saying is you have to fire him and hire a new coach, and then work recruits that way. You you just you're killing your program if you don't. But you can. I also don't think I mean, your program's going to hurt now anyway in recruiting because I mean you already got some guys, so I'm sure decommitting, and it's going to be hard to walk in the households now. After now, maybe in West Virginia you can recruit a lot, but it'll be right. hard to come down here in some households after you know the negative recruiting against you, and it's like, oh, you gonna really let your son go play for that dude? Right? Yeah. Did you hear and what I he, also, you I also language think, he used? And mm-hmm. you hear the university and how they treat a coach that used that language? That's yeah. the example that they said. I, I, I'll tell you, gonna hurt a little bit. No, so, and I, I think hurt as much as that. But I'm just I, saying. But I also think there's plenty of parents who will say that's awesome. We support 100 percent what Bob Huggins say. We would like our kid exactly. to go here. Like I exactly. love to think that this world is a PC place that that doesn't have parents that that really hate my that hate other people yeah but there's plenty to do and they'd be fine and they go you know what we prefer if you said it more so that, <laughs> that's a reality is he, there's point. people that will not it will not bother one bit good point. and they can get somebody i that's not great that's just the way it is it would hurt with some people but i don't think those people are going to west virginia anyway usually uh <laughs> it's for me, it's I, the one part I don't get is that West Virginia has not been one of the most competitive teams in the Big 12 in a while. I that that's what the most surprising part of this for me is. I went, oh yeah, well they'll fire him because he like I know he's a legendary coach, but you fire him for a couple of years and let him go do whatever, and then you bring him back in a few years down the road as a in another role. But you know, you you probably need, you're probably getting close to having to move on anyway because his coaching style isn't how most kids want to get coached now. Mm. So. 
if you go, his recruiting is down, his wins are down every season. They they're not making the tournament. Well, they obviously don't think so. But that's what I'm saying is that that's what's <laughs> that's honestly in today's America the most surprising part of that this entire scenario was it was not an easy out for West Virginia to say we can fire him with due cause, pay none of his contract, and move on to try and compete in a Big Twelve that is one of the best conferences in basketball. That's what was most surprising to me. As well, and I don't know if West Virginia believes they can do better than Bob Huggins, though. I think that may be his, uh, yeah. it, it may be an indictment You're of the, the I, self-esteem I, I, of the yeah. entire program. And it is. Department it is. It's he's just mi- the best they can do. For $4 million, you could do better. But, <laughs> but the, the other guy's not going to get $4 million. Because no, exactly. I'm Bob saying, Huggins, though, the Hall you, of Famer, gets $4 you, million. The other guy coming in is going to get yeah. $1.5 or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. If you want to throw a bunch of money at it, people will want to coach in the Big 12. It's a good conference. Uh but yeah, I, I get that they and look. He has a lot of relationships there, and he's very well. He's beloved there, so I get why they didn't. It just surprised me because that is the climate of today's sports. Is hey, if you're not winning, if you're not making the tournament every year, you normally have a two year window to not be competing for a conference championship and not competing in the tournament, and then you're gone. Yeah, um, it wasn't the only um, issue with a slur over the weekend. You did have the A's broadcaster as well, who was suspended indefinitely, um, uh, pending a investigation, I believe, because he dropped the in bomb. He did while describing what they basically their activities that they had done that day. He and his broadcast partner. Yeah, they, they spent some time at the Negro League Museum. Yeah. And that is not the term that came out of his mouth. Yeah. And yeah. therefore, he has been suspended indefinitely mm. during that time. And one of the things that you and I and Patrick were talking about was the reaction of his co-host, mm-hmm. his uh, uh, analyst that was sitting next to him, Dallas Braden. And Dallas has been in the big leagues. He's a former big league pitcher. Threw a no-hitter on Mother's Day, and his grandmother was there. Actually, he's part of Canna Dips, um, a product that I actually use, um, mm. where smokeless tobacco that is used through the, the hemp uh, uh, plant that is THC, not THC, uh, uh, CBD. CBD. Yeah. Mm. I use it. It's, it's a good product. But with that being said, he was asked a lot of questions about how did you not react to that? How have you been so silent about it? And he, he, he said this, quote, at the time of the incident, I was not aware that anything in the broadcast was amiss. The nuances of live television, and this is something that you and I have talked about, <laughs> meaning uh, mean that sometimes we have, as broadcasters, we miss a lot of things because of the fact we got people talking in our ears at the time, letting us know what's about to happen. So you're not paying attention to the the person that is actually talking. I've done live football games. You've done them too. I've done live basketball games. I've done live baseball games. I did one last night with Craig Way. And during that time, we go over what's about to be said at the very beginning, and then everything else just goes as the game goes. So at the beginning, you're doing an opening monologue. You sit there and you're talking about certain things. And this is where I'm going to go. This is what we're going to talk about. And this is where it happens. Well, sometimes you're already thinking about your what you're going to say. So you're not listening to everything that is being said. That's so you, you, you can miss that in the conversation. You can miss it. You can gone. miss it. Yeah, you can miss that. Because <laughs> you're thinking... 
you you hear the N at the beginning. You didn't hear the, the letter. Yeah, he, just, you, he just said Negro. He yeah, like did. I'm not even thinking about that other Why word. Why would he say anything other exactly, than Negro? Exactly, because that's not where we went. We went to the Negro yeah, exactly. Museum. Exactly, enjoyed yes. some barbecue during yeah. the day. Mm. There were so many things he that might have happened. the N-word with the hard E-R at With the, the hard E-R at the yes, end of it. And uh, now he's been suspended indefinitely. Glenn Cooper? Yeah. Is it Cooper? Yes. Okay. So yeah. it's just one of those things that in this day and age... Well, you you are watching so many things yeah. that yeah. you cannot, that cannot be one of the words that you get wrong. Well, when you're a broadcaster, I, exactly. and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he uses the word in his real life. Nobody does. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. Um, but I will say from my, just my experience doing radio and for 15 years now doing broadcasting in some form or fashion, I had to stop using certain language in my Absolutely. everyday life just so my comfort level on air would not affect my filter. Correct. Which I have, uh, everybody has kind of a filter, a mental filter, so that you don't say stupid That's stuff. That's why people, that. whenever you and say certain words, I'm like, how did you yeah. twist that like well, that? Well, because so I, no, I, yeah. I've stopped saying a lot of stuff in my own everyday you life and I just both. so I won't have that. I won't slip on the radio, and I haven't slipped up. I think I had one slip up maybe when I first started. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying you use it in everyday life, but man, how often do you slip up and use a word that you've never, ever used in your life? Exactly. Exactly. Like, how often would you, on, on air, would you slip up and use it? I had to stop. I stopped using words in everyday life because I, I didn't want them to, to, to filter bleed in, over yeah, to filter into, into my on-air persona. Exactly. So I stopped doing that because I was like, nah, they too, they're too similar. I'm, I'm Rod B all the time. So right. I can't do that. Right. It, it's, it's, it's hard for me to believe that you use the words you never, ever use. That you never ever use, but you mistakenly used it when you were on air. I, I, and it's, I think that's, that's a great description. That, that's hard. That's, that's hard to believe. Yeah. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's unbelievable, but it's hard to believe. Well, I like I the said, way that you presented that too, because it, it, it if there are certain words that you don't use, you can't use them, yeah. right? It, like it's just not who you are. Like you said, you're Rod B. I'm Mike all the time. Yeah, I'm on set. I'm on ten all the time. So there are certain ways that I've got to carry myself and talk. That I'm always that person, but when you go out there and you're doing a monologue and you're the the lead dog in that situation, yeah, and th- you're the one that's having that conversation, it creates a whole nother conversation amongst the people that you're around. Because not only that, these are people that you're around. You have been the voice of this team for, I believe, they said over 20 years. Yes, wow. So for you to go yeah. up like that, <sighs> and you can't tell me that you've within your 20 years that you've never been to the museum before mm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like you you travel yeah. there quite it's, often it's the same thing with bob huggins so it's like it's right. hard for people to believe that you don't use that word exactly because you just when you got comfortable you just threw it out there because you were talking to somebody casually and i'm not saying i don't believe in redemption or being forgiven right. that should be a part of that's why i don't Absolutely. like cancel culture because everybody deserves a second chance yeah i'm not a part of that either. but just talking about uh, making better decisions about being responsible about language, which is our business. I know a little something about that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we come back. We'll wait uh, past uh, the break here, but that was worth it. We'll come back right here on Ball Line One Four Nine. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. That's when Patrick takes songs from the soundtrack, plays those songs for us, and based on the selections that are played, uh, Hard's not supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of the day. Uh, we're also uh, very late because we got carried away talking about 
slurs, unfortunately. <laughs> That's basically what we were talking about. And got carried away talking about slurs. So we apologize about that. So this will be a quick segment. Go to Flex, FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Hard, you got a guess about midweek movie music? Yes. You got one? You got a guess? No. Uh, Anchorman. No. <laughs> that was a decent guess, though, with the music. It was decent, yeah. it was a decent guess. Okay. All right, we'll come right back. This is right. This is Mondo Live, Wonderful Down the Horn. Love this song.